We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. That is Tyler Siski. I'm Neil McCrady with you here on a uh, Thanksgiving Eve. It is Wednesday, November the 23rd, as you hear this. Uh, so timestamp in the event that uh, you're listening to this on Thanksgiving Day or the day after Thanksgiving and things have happened and you're like, wait, what? Why are they? This was Wednesday, 11.04 Central Standard Time as we hit the button with you for a, um, a fun edition, I hope, of McCrady and Siski, powered by our friends at Rain T- Total Body Fuel. Getting ready to go to Chattanooga. You got yeah. uh, you got, got big Thanksgiving plans. And the uh, the great mailbox caper has been... It has been solved. How about that? So Build the people in. Yeah, so I narrowed it down pretty, as you know, I've narrowed it down pretty quickly. And um, found a way... Thank you, McCready and Siski, getting my point across. I show up. I come home from work yesterday. Yeah. And do you know what is sitting on the ground? A, a case of Miller Lite. A brand new, fully labeled with my address and everything, brand new mailbox sitting oh. sitting next to. That's some good- <laughs> now the pole. The you know it's like a concrete pole. That's kind of like it. It messed up like the sidewalk a little bit in the driveway. That's where the money would, you know, having to replace concrete and driveway sidewalk and the curb. Yep. The the pole is still jacked up. However, I had a brand new mailbox that somebody just decided to place right next to my jacked up one. Well, it's a certain level of contrition there. I'm oh, like that's okay. I thought it was the timing was kind of uh, interesting considering my suspicions. If your suspicions are correct, <laughs> that's. And my deductive reasoning is accurate. <laughs> the people uh, felt guilty, and they knew that, you know what? I'm not going to be here in a couple of days. <laughs> here. Here's your mailbox. Well, you're going, now you're going to open up a whole new conspiracy theory with that. You just I'm, opened up the whole I'm going to clear my conscience. <laughs> I'm 
I mean, that's that's my guess. You are you you just opened up well on the list of like, candidates that you've there was told like me. Pandora's box no, like this, uh, well, and you opened up Pandora's well, trash can. Let's just be real. You <laughs> you and I've talked about this. I said, who who do you suspect? I'm not going to name names, but you name some names. And I when did. as I go through that in my mind, I'm like, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. He could have just he's been visiting gone. from out of town. It's possible. Yeah. But of the names that you mentioned to me as 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 candidates for this mistake, dude. You just, They're all gone. <laughs> look, you can right. already look at the chat. Look at them. Like, <laughs> no, it was not Lane no. Kiffin. <laughs> Lane's not driving his own car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Plus, this it, is going off the rails really if, quick. I mean, if Lane had been driving it. Have you been drinking today? Not yet. <laughs> I, for the record, I have not drank anything today. I will say yesterday, I was working and working and working and working. I got to about 730 and I went, I'm not doing it anymore. That's it. And I went in and I was at I was in Fayetteville last weekend for the Ole Miss Arkansas game. And on Friday night, I went out with Campbell and who's a senior and a bunch of her friends who've been they have a really cool group of girls. They've been buddies since they were freshmen, and they really bonded. They lived in the Kyle House together in 2020 when we were all trying to survive yeah. the pandemic. If you remember, college kids dropping <laughs> yeah. left and right, left and yeah. right, left and right, and they had to stay inside because it was not safe obviously, to attend classes in person because so many college kids were dying of, of, of the COVID that um, what it did do, in all seriousness, is it led to an incredibly strong bond among that group, and they're really tight. And I took a bunch of them out, and we went to dinner, and then we went to a place called Pinpoint. Okay. is a bar and stuff. It was cool. It was, kind of, it was kind of cool. I liked it. Anyway, point of it was they had this kind of holiday old-fashioned. Okay. And... I had one. It was excellent. I was like, I need to have another one. And then I needed to have a third one because I kind of wanted to figure out what the hell's in this. And I tried to replicate it last night. And bold taxes are pretty simple if you keep them simple. And I came really close. A little cinnamon in it, just, just a touch. And um, anyway, it was really. Did you just lose volume? Are you okay? No, I'm good. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, something just happened. Um, anyway, that was it. Yeah, that's uh, I, <clears throat> I've never got into the old fashions. I'd rather just drink it straight. Yeah, I like I, I like it straight too. But every once in a while, I just like an old fashioned. Yeah, and this one was excellent. All right, so let's go ahead. Um, we're going to kind of go backwards here today. Let's go ahead and start out with the road to Boise. First, I do want to thank oh, yeah, the people at Rain. Three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Since we got a lot of Auburn fans in here that probably are new to the show, yeah. Look, you're gonna need some rain to get you through these next little while. So go to your grocery store, get you a rain. We'll get your mind right. Our man Grinds on here. Grinds a big Auburn guy. He can justify and back up the rain. It's the best stuff on the market. It'll get your mind right. And uh, you got to keep coming back so you can get your get your mind right every day with us. So with that being said, the road to Boise. Coming into this week, Neil, I have a 6.84 unit lead. We have 22 games left. Um, I will start them off. We're going to start. Let's just start in college. There's no reason to. No reason to go backwards today. We're going to start in college, Neil. Okay. My first pick. My first pick. Okay. The Georgia Bulldogs are hosting the Georgia Tech 
fighting Brent Key's Yellow Jackets. Yep. Brent it's a huge Key, line. Huge line. Georgia is favored by 35 and a half points. Five touchdowns and a hook. Guess what, Neil? It's not enough. It's too much. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Brent Key, the, the, Brent Key's won four games since he's taken over. Yeah, he's done great. He, he upsets North Carolina. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, nothing like that. Georgia knows they have an SEC championship game next week. I think they try to get a lead, get their guys out. I think Georgia Tech's capable enough. Kirby usually loves to run this one up. Yeah, but I, he he hates Georgia Tech. Like he Kirby, likes Brent Key, though. That's true. He likes Brent. That's just that's that's your insider information. Can he, Brent get that job? If Brent wins this game, he is getting the job. Well, he's not winning the game. I'm just I'm just telling you. Would you? All right. Can I ask you a serious question? Serious question. Sure. If I would have told you that he was going to win four games after taking over, after what you saw, them, I, I would, after what you saw, I would not have believed it. Okay, so that said, it's possible. It's not probable, but it's right, possible. No, no, hold up. On Monday, when I told you that my guy Clark maybe possibly could pull this off, you were like, no way. But he did. It's possible. No, beating – Not probable. So, talking about beating Tennessee. You are like, my guy Clark can't beat Tennessee, yet Georgia Tech can beat Georgia? I didn't say – I'm not saying they're going to beat them. I said it's not impossible. Crazier things have happened. Name one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't. All right. Uh, Kirby just hates somebody grind asking three. Why does Kirby hate Georgia Tech? Because he played at Georgia. He's Georgia. He's, He's a, Georgia through and through. through. And yep. he, it was a big deal back then. When yep. Kirby was playing, it was a massive it was a back big, and forth. Big rivalry. Yeah. People won. It was a big deal. Uh, it's just been out of touch recently. Um, but I'm taking Georgia Tech plus 35 and a half against the Bulldogs on Saturday. Okay. I think it's Saturday. I'm confused on what day the games are now. That game's Saturday. Okay. All right, who you got? First pick. All right, my first pick. I'm just – I'm sorry. Oh, uh, my first pick. I know. it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm done answering the damn phone. Well, this is – yeah, this is I, – I feel bad for some people. I, I really do. I feel bad for some people because I think some people are being emotionally manipulated. It's kind of like, you know what it's like? You know what it's turned into? I told my wife this this morning. It's turned into like when, you're, when your 10-year-old wants to uh, continue to believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. That's what it's turned into. A little bit. A little bit. Go ahead. There's a big, uh, big game in the American uh, on Friday. It's an 11 o'clock game. Cincinnati. Plays host to the Tulane Green Wave. You don't have any motivations behind this pick, do you? <laughs> uh, Winner! I will be watching the game closely. Will you? Uh, a little bit. Are you Look, going to the post-game press conference? No. <laughs> a little bit. In all seriousness, I, I don't think. I don't think Luke Fickle's the next coach at Ole Miss. I don't. I just had to do it. I'm sorry. Um, but but I, I, I do think he's more on the radar than people are giving it credit for being. That's Quick you clients, by the way. Did you know that? I did. I heard that. You heard that? Cincinnati's laying two at home against the Green Wave. And I think they're going to cover it. Okay. I think, I think Cincinnati beats Tulane, plays host to UCF, probably wins that game. 
And since he's going to be the, back in the playoff, back in the not the playoff, but the group, the five. group of five. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, I mean, what the, they call it? the New access polls, New Year six, which is a hell of an accomplishment for a, <laughs> for a guy who I think's look. I'm on record here. If I'm Ole Miss or anybody else, Luke Fickle has to tell me no before I move forward. I don't let him tell me no. Well, no, but I mean, my point is, I have to get the restraining order that says you have to stop calling me before I move on. Yeah, but see, here's where I'm, I'm different. We'll we'll knock this out because I'm sure it's going to be in a call. Look, somebody asked me today, who am I? And I told you I've done I've actually done some thought on this. Luke Fickle. Everybody's like, well, you know this that. Look, look, look. Luke Fickle. For for nine million dollars, you can go get who you want to go get. All right, but Luke Fickle. I'm going to his house. I'm going. It's it's a recruiting trip. And, and people are like, it's not a – you don't call the agent, hey, is Luke interested? No, 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 no. You go no, pitch no. it. I, you go yeah. in person. You yeah, get no. on the plane. You fly up there. You take everybody you have to have to pitch what you got. You take the Grove Collect. You take Walker Jones. You take the president. You go all in. Agreed. 100%. It's like you don't – if you're trying – look. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you're trying to get Robert Kimdichie, Neil, you don't go, hey, Robert, or would you like to come to Ole Miss? That's not how the conversation goes. You go full tilt. You have official visits on unofficial visits. All right, let me ask you, you bring a question. You mom from Nigeria. Let me ask you, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because this is, I, I, for one, I agree with you completely. What if I'm right and Cincinnati wins and covers and they have a game next week and he says, look, I'll talk to you, but not until this game's over. I owe it to my kids to win this, this, this conference championship game. We're going to try to do it. I got UCF coming in here. They're good. I got to get ready for them. I want to win this game. It means something to me. It means something to my family. It means something to the kids that I've recruited, and I owe them that, and I do think that's what he'd say. Do you say, well, that game's December the 3rd. Um, yeah, I get it. I know the deadline and stuff coming up, but look, if for him, I would wait. For him, okay. I would wait. Okay. Now, you tell me it's just some guy that's sixth, seventh down our list, I'm going to the next guy. Yeah. But for him, you yeah. wait on the number one guy on your list. Agreed. Just like in recruiting, no, I agree if with it's you the number one player on your board. Yeah, I just hey, wanted to, I just wanted to ask the question. Yeah. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I view this just like recruiting. Okay, I got the guys I want, dude. If Robert Kimdichie, if we had twenty five guys already committed back in the day when you could only have twenty five, and you I mean the greatest kids in America, they loved Ole Miss and they wore their uh, Colonel Reb thongs to, to bed every night, whatever whatever they wanted to call it. That would hurt. <laughs> All right. If Robert Kimdichie said five minutes before the clock hits 7 o'clock on Wednesday, said, hey, I, I want to come to Ole Miss, somebody's ass is getting cut. Right. You sure. wait as no, long I, as it yeah, takes. Yeah. No, I you, got make, it. you find a way. I got it. And if he's the number one guy on your board, that's how I feel about it. And, look, the guy, in my opinion, okay, understanding this place, having worked here not once but twice, he would be – he would do an amazing job because look what he's built. You – in my opinion, with this place, when this coaching search comes up, I know you have to wait before you do your hot board. I technically don't, but you do. And in my opinion, this place needs somebody that can – it's now funneling resources into the program. But if you add somebody that has succeeded without resources and give them resources, you just put gas on the fire. And so my list and what I'm thinking are guys that have succeeded with lesser resources and know how to build culture and programs yeah. and have won everywhere they've been. Mm -hmm. But now you give them resources, you're putting gas on the, on the fire. You don't go get somebody that's been, you know, had everything given to them their whole life and can just go out there and, and snap a button. You want guys that know how to work and grind and evaluate and build culture inside of a program.
So Agreed. That, that's yeah. my spiel. Okay. All right, go ahead. My, my, my second pick. Yep. <clears throat> Here we go. The Tennessee Vols are okay. going to Nashville. Yep. They lost their quarterback last week. I heard that. Hate that. It's team. a bad deal, man. I do. I hate that guy. He played his ball. I love ball. that kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. great kid. Yep. And oh, but, hopefully, he hopefully he gets great surgery. Everything gets good. Gets good. And hopefully, he can do enough pro day or whatever to silence any doubts that people have. And your brother Clark Lee is going. He's got all the momentum in the world. They've won two games in the SEC play. It's got to be the first time in a long time, I imagine. And they are 14-point underdogs yep. to Tennessee Vols. Yep. Guess what, Neil? <sighs> Don't do this to me right now. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And Clark. And it's also not enough. Tennessee is going to score 846 points on Saturday. Write it down. 846. Tennessee. Look. Look. It's really simple. This is not even a hard pick. It blows my mind that this is a 14-point spread. They literally, Vanderbilt, I love them, but they have me and you playing defensive back. Like, dudes are going to run right by them. I mean, you can take a grenade and throw that bitch as far as you want to, and there's no nobody's going to be back there. They're going to be fair catching touchdowns. They may score 74 points in the first quarter. I don't know what the over is. The over should be 164 just for Tennessee. Tennessee Vols minus 14 against the Vanderbilt Commodores. And you know why else I feel very comfortable about this pick? Because if Cole decides to clip this and instead of getting all the trolls I got from South Carolina last week, there will not be a Vanderbilt fan alive to troll me because they don't care. There you go. That's my second pick. Are you finished? I'm done. What is your second pick? By the way, the Vanderbilt money line is 410, and if Vanderbilt wins, I'm going to hate myself. <laughs> hey, if you're scared, go to church. Why would you go to church if you're scared? I don't know. That's just a saying. Okay. what we say back in the – I'm going with the big house. Ohio State plays host to Michigan. The line's seven and a hook, seven and a half. You know what I think? I think that line's big because Vegas knew it'd suck a bunch of Michigan people into it. Oh. That's what I think. Okay. I think Ohio State rolls. Interesting. I think Ohio I really do. I think Ohio State rolls Michigan. I don't think this is a particularly close game. So I got Ohio State laying the seven and a half. Well, I'm gonna save you the suspense, Neil. Okay. The Michigan Water Rings are going to Columbus. And I'm taking the Michigan money line. Oh. At plus 240 is my money line pick of the week. Wow. Michigan plus 240. Well, I'm now watching this game with considerable interest. Yes. This could be, this is a big swing game here for the old. I, see, I'm not, I told you, I'm not going to cheat you. I'm going, I'm going, if I beat you, I'm going to look you in the eye when I beat you. I'm not going, I'm not going backdoor my credit you. Okay. I'm going to look you dead. Please don't. <laughs> We are going to Vegas here in just a few. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you about things that aren't going to happen in Vegas. <laughs> Backdoor McCready will be not be That's there. It's not happening. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the Biden administration. Um, I mean, yeah, not that there'd be anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> We're also going to San Francisco. <laughs> Stop. Get your boosters, everybody. Hey, are you picking the 49ers this week? No. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So I'm going, uh, I, dude, all kidding aside, I think uh, I got questions about Ohio State's physicality. Okay. Um, Michigan will play physical. Um, the only concern, if this was in Michigan, if this was at Ann Arbor, I would feel really good about it. I'm just taking a shot. I do think they're good enough to win, and they're undefeated, dude. They're, there's a reason they're undefeated. Oh, sure. Um, they play physical. I like the, the style of play. I think Harbaugh kind of got the monkey off his back, you know, kind of the four-minute mile Roger Banneker thing. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I think they know they can beat them. I like Michigan uh, money line. All right. Uh, I'm going to the Battle of Kansas next. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Battle of Kansas next. K-State, Chris Kleiman and the boys headed to uh, Kansas. Lance Leopold. One of those names might be on the hot board. One's not. Um, he got that contract fast, didn't he? Yep. Kansas has a hard time stopping the run. <clears throat> you can run on Kansas. And guess who loves to run? K-State. Kansas sometimes doesn't like super physical football. Guess who loves super physical football? K-State. Lawrence, Kansas is not an intimidating venue. Give me K-State. I'm going to lay 11 and a half. It's a little bit big. Cookie clunts. A little bit rich. But I also think they know they win. They get to the Big 12 title game. They want to go in with some momentum. And you got to think Kleiman knows his star is starting to get a little brighter. You want to win rivalry games. Give me K-State minus 11.5. Uh, by the way, on the Tyler Siski hot board, Chris Kleiman is on my hot board. Okay. Don't know the guy beyond their quickie clients. But I can tell you this. I know what good football looks like when I watch it. And they play the game the right way. He's won everywhere he's been. He knows how to do it with lesser resources. The guy, just telling you, that's one of my. He's one of my favorites. Okay, so that's the Tyler Siski hot board. How old's Kleiman? He is. I'd be lying. Um, he's older than me. Um, I would. I don't. I'm guessing. Okay. I don't know. All right. Somebody on board's probably already looking up. <clears throat> All right. My fourth game, Neil. Another guy that will be. We'll talk about at some point in time. The South Alabama Jags. Oh, yeah. I looked at this game. I thought about this. Our 16-point favorites yep. at home against Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. Old Dominion does not play well on the road. Uh, Kane it has to win, and Troy has to lose at uh, Arkansas State for South Alabama to get in the championship game. Uh, so I know they're going to be – they have to win. You know, they're prepared. It's not like a meaningless game. Second thing on this – this is going for 10 wins at South Alabama, dude. In year two. In year two. Yeah. Dude, how about this? 10 wins at South Alabama <clears throat> with your two losses being a – was a four-point loss that we went to. And a one-point loss. And a one-point loss to UCLA. To UCLA. Those are your two losses. Yep. Um, look, man, I love him to death. I love my Jags. But you know what, Neil? 16 points. It's not enough. I thought you were about to say it was too many. They are going to blow the effing doors. My mom called me today and asked me, since it was Thanksgiving, try not to say the F word today. I can't promise you anything, Mom, but I'm going to try. I'm taking Kane Womack in the South Alabama Jags, minus 16 at home against Old Dominion. I like the pick. It's a good pick. Along those lines, 
I took South Alabama earlier this year when they went to Arkansas State, and they covered. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it again, this time with Troy. Troy goes to the championship game with a win in Jonesboro. Troy's playing really good football, really good football. Really good defense. John Sumrall in year one has completely changed kind of the way they do things. It's been something to watch. As a Troy grad, I couldn't be more happy. Sure. I'm obviously, I know Kane better than I know John, but I do know John. I've been so impressed with both guys. Uh, Troy, minus 13 and a half at Arkansas State. Tyler, they're going to run past that number. They're going to they're going to they're going to waltz into the uh, the the Sun Belt Championship game with a big win in Jonesboro. Yeah, that's quick you versus quick you there. Um, yeah, I'm regardless of what happens. I mean, both of them are going for ten wins. They're How both about that? they're both good friends. Um, you know, when you see dude, when you see good coaches, you know it. Yeah. Is this is Well, that game in Mobile that night, you were like, "Oh, these are two good teams. These are two good programs." I mean, you could see It's how they're prepared. I mean, somebody had to lose that night. I mean, you know, there was a, a play here and a play there, but yeah. that was that was that was you knew what you were looking at. Yeah. Physical. I, yeah, I uh teams were composed. Yeah. Grind I I transferred. I spent I spent uh what, 4 years on the plains and then one year at Troy, so I graduated I graduated from Troy, but I coached I started my first year of coaching at Troy with Coach Blakeney, but then I actually coached for uh, three years at South. Three years at South. Yeah. So, I like them both, but they're both friends. All right. My – I got two games left. My fourth game – or my fifth game is – I'm riding them until she bucks me or don't ride at all. The UTSA Roadrunners are at home – Going for 10 wins against UTEP. I'm kind of surprised you didn't pick this one. I thought about it. UTSA is minus 17. UTEP is god-awful. UTSA is rolling. Dude, they are rolling, rolling. Yeah, they're good. Um, Vegas, I don't know if they don't know what's going on down in San Antonio because they keep giving you easy spreads to cover. UTSA minus 17 over the UTEP miners, whatever they're called these days, I love UTSA minus 17 at home against UTSA, against UTEP. That's a good pick. All right, go ahead. Going to Oregon. Oregon State plays Oregon. Big rivalry games. Where are you going with this in, one? In Corvallis. Yeah. A little birdie that told me Bo Nix can't move around very well this week. When Bo Nix doesn't have his feet. Couldn't move around last week either. When Bo Nix doesn't have his feet, he becomes a more limited player. Good quarterback, but he's not a special quarterback when he can't use his feet as a weapon. Oregon State, at home. Rivalry gets weird when it goes to Corvallis. You're giving me three points on the team that I think very well might win. I'm going to take the Beavers plus three. Neil, I don't hate that pick. (laughs) I know. Dude, that they they play well there, man. They do. They play well, and they got a good football team. They do. That nobody's talking about. He's a guy, and I don't have him on my list. But Smith, yeah. I don't know enough about his background or whatever. But I don't either. He's impressive. They've done a great job. Washington State sneakily done a good job. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of jobs up there that they've been doing a good job. That Washington Washington <laughs> State game, it's not on my list, but that's I looked. That's at an it. interesting game. I'll watch it. Yeah. All right, my last game, Neil. Tomorrow night in Oxford, Mississippi. 
I think I'm free at this point in time. I could pretty much say what the hell I want to say, right? I mean, and probably get away with it. Probably get some agreement. I haven't made my pick yet, but I think I know which way I'm going. <laughs> the Mississippi State Bulldogs are rolling into town. The quick you client Mississippi State Bulldogs yeah. are rolling into town. Oh, Miss might become a client soon. You never know. <laughs> they might. <laughs> they just might. I'll be back. You know, it's going to be a really long week next week if something changes and Lane stays. It's going to be like, so, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> the quick you climb Mississippi State Bulldogs are rolling in. You know, you said things. We said things. Can't we all just get along? Can we just pretend it didn't happen? Can we just be friends? All right. I mean, you're the one that did the weird tweet. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be so Wouldn't it be fun, fun like when, when you see them, like, it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but in a scenario where they stay together and they're in, like, some sort of a deal where they're at the same deal. Hey, uh, Lane, talk about Keith. Keith, talk about Lane. Go. Oh. I wondered if you guys could kind of comment on each other, how much you appreciate each other and stuff like that, you know? Oh. Like. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but I love awkwardness and chaos. <laughs> that would just be. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> for me at this point, um, a week ago, I'd have been like, oh, shit, we're going to be in trouble from a business standpoint. Now I'm like, hey, this is, I mean, every time I check, we're like breaking records. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Don't screw this yeah, up. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Don't screw come this on, up. Come on, man. Help a guy out. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to be back at Ole Miss, and I'm bringing Barney back too. That's what I'm doing. Me and Barney. Lane, when you said you didn't interview with someone, could you like how did you not interview? Is that you mean like <laughs> don't do you, it. you mean in person? Don't right. Don't do it, Neil. Don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it, Neil. All right. Um. Oh, it'd be it'd be in all seriousness, it'd be so awkward at this point. I'm so glad that like, like John Sokoloff, every time that he came for a press conference, it would just be like, okay, is this going to be the time that it blows up? Oh, it should. Is I he mean, coming tomorrow night? Oh yeah. Oh, has to. It's his job. Is it live stream? I don't know. Dude, that would break every record ever. And he and let him ask a question. All right, here we go. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, the line has dropped significantly. Um, I will be honest with you. I considered taking the money line here on state. <clears throat> not, a not, whole, not a whole lot of value. It's like plus one hundred five. Yeah, I think it's. I think Mississippi State is going to win the game unless something out of the freaking ordinary happens between what at eleven thirty four today and tomorrow night, and he says he's staying, and the players know he's staying. Agreed. If he does that, I'm taking Ole Miss and blowing them out. Right. If he doesn't say anything before that. I think Mississippi State wins the game. You can't. There's too much distraction. Like, we can call it what we want to call it. I think that's how the game's going to go. But that's why I'm not betting the line because I don't know. I, I, my luck, something crazy would happen. But what, here's what I am betting. The under at 59. It's going to be raining. 59 points is a lot of points. Lane and the, uh, they're not studying like they should be probably studying this week. 
Um, Mississippi State can run the ball a little bit. They're not getting enough credit, but they can run it enough. I just I can, but I, I think that Ole Miss can match up with State to slow them down. I think they're in maybe the twenties or something. I don't know. I just see this being a game that there's going to be. It's wet. It's raining. Yeah. They have to throw the ball now. They got to run the ball. People can stack the box. You can do some things. I think Forbes will be able to neutralize uh, Malik Heath a little bit. They know each other, and when a, a DB knows a receiver, you can do some things and God. vice versa. So, how many personal fouls do they get each? Like ten? Oh, dude, because like, they both talk a lot. A lot. Um, look, this is a this is a rivalry. Some game. poor line judge, side judge, or whatever is going to be. Oh my God! You got. Hopefully, the officials know. Usually they do. Usually they're very good at understanding rivalry games, and they will give you the benefit of the doubt, let you chirp a little bit. Uh, sometimes sometimes my man Matt Corral goes after uh, Abrams, and, and the wrong number two gets thrown out of the game in a brawl on the field. So I've been a part of that one. I got the shit knocked out of me, by the way, that day. Um, um, and sometimes your AD wants to fight the other head coach. It's great. It's great drama. I can't believe nobody picked that up. That was great. I had to separate them, by the way. Um, Ross wanted to fight Moorhead. Yeah, dude, Ross was Ross was hot. What was he hot about? It, just the whole thing, man. Like I had to Ross. Less, people talk shit about Ross. They don't want them Ross problems now. Ross was Ross. I remember. Ross, I was Ross on the field. Dude now. I just couldn't remember what like he was. He was basically saying stay to play dirty all day. I don't even remember what yeah. it was about. It was just chaos everywhere. But okay. him and Moorhead didn't like each other that night. <clears throat> um, I'm taking the under at 59. Okay. All right, what's your last pick? Then we'll open this bitch up and see what kind of entertainment we can get. So it's time for my money line pick. Almost doubled up on this one. Notre Dame heads out to uh, Southern Cal, out in L.A. Big game for the Trojans. Still in the championship picture. But you know what? I don't think they're going to be after Saturday night. Notre Dame. Five and a half point underdog. I think they're going to win running away. They're physical. They play defense. Freeman got off to a slow start, but ever since then, they've played really well. And USC doesn't like physicality. They, they can finesse you, and they'll get their points. But I don't think they can stop physical play. Give me Notre Dame. Money line 180. Love it. Love it. Love it. You see, I got it written down. Yep. All right, real quickly, because we're going to run out of time. Okay. Let's uh, very quickly go through our NFL games, So make, <laughs> mainly so Cole can put them on the sheet. Okay. I'm just going to go with my five straight because I think we're different. Okay. All right. There are three games that are, that are my deal, so I'm going to run these three games real quick that are nine-and-a-half-point spreads or more, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take the under in all three of these games. Okay. Okay. The Bills line Lions under 54. Yep. I'm taking the Dolphins-Texans under at 46. Yeah. And I'm taking the Rams and Chiefs under at 44. I don't know how the Rams score. I don't know how the Texans score. And the Bills and the Lions at 54 is a lot of points, for, especially for a Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Short week. So I'm taking um, the Bills-Lions under at 54, the Dolphins-Texans under at 46, and the Rams-Chiefs under at 44. My last two games, very quickly – uh, I'm taking Cincinnati minus one and a half at Tennessee at the Tennessee Titans. Okay, um, Cincinnati seems to be uh, good at stopping the run lately. They've been a little bit better. 
Uh, struggled a little bit at times against Pittsburgh, but most of the time it was play action pass and things like that. Tennessee struggling on offense, um, especially with Tannehill back. They're worse with Tannehill than production wise right, right now than they were with Willis, which blows my mind. So I'm taking Cincinnati minus one and a half, and then I'm riding a team that's been very good to me. Okay, GJG is going to be really pissed at me right here. I'm taking the Washington Commanders at home minus four yeah, against like the game. Atlanta Falcons. That was my uh, that was my sixth game. Commander. Atlanta's been playing well at home. They have not been playing well on the road. So and Washington's been playing well. They're making a push for the playoffs. Washington minus four against Atlanta. All right, I got one of the Thanksgiving Day games. I got Lions and Bills. Give me the Lions plus ten at home on Thanksgiving Day against Buffalo. Uh, Detroit's playing a lot better lately. Buffalo's fine. Home favorite plus underdog. That's like. What's it, like 15 or 17 or something for the something year or something like that? Like that. Uh, speaking of a, a home favorite, <clears throat> you know, home um, home dog getting points, for whatever reason, I love Cleveland against Tampa Bay. Tampa's a little distracted right now, a lot distracted. Give me the Browns plus three and a half. You're going to hit that one. Tell about a team that you rode. You ride a team. I've been riding a team, and for the most part, they've been good to me all year. I'm going to stick with them. The Seahawks minus three and a half at home against the Raiders. Seahawks a little rested. Fresh legs. Raiders are fine. All right, the other pick. Philadelphia has shown some signs of weakness, especially defensively, giving up chunks. Giving up chunks and not not the well-oiled offensive machine they were earlier in the year. I think it's just a little midseason malaise, but I'm going to ride it for a week. Give me the Green Bay Packers plus seven in Philly. Hey, go Pack, go. There you go. And then my final game, and I actually love this game. Both teams have quarterback issues. Uh, the Bears should be excited about what they've seen from Justin Fields, but Fields is hurt. I told you. Did you see that? I told you the other day when we went over yeah. it. He did. He came out and said he had a dislocated shoulder. If I'm Chicago, I don't play him. But if they do, i got to protect him, and they're not great at it. And defensively, they're awful. Now, they're playing a Jets team that – I think is going to turn to um, uh, Flacco this week. And I look for the Jets to tee off defensively on the Bears. Give me the Jets minus four and a half at home against Chicago. Yeah, if he can't leave the pocket, he's different. And my, had I had a sixth game, it was Commanders. Yep. I like the – I had the, the Browns plus three and a half. I like actually, that. And I actually, just real quick before we go, I, I actually liked a number of NFL games this week. I like uh, I like the Giants plus nine and a half on Thanksgiving Day. It's a big number. Uh, I like the Vikings minus three at home against New England to bounce back. They got embarrassed. A lot of times NFL teams that are good ones, and the Vikings are good. They get embarrassed one week. They bounce back the next. Yep. Um, and I like the Chargers minus four and a half in uh, in Arizona. Yep. Hey, why Neil's getting ready to open these phone lines up? I wanted to make sure, listen, because I, I had to explain this to, to some people. Jets are starting Mike White. I don't care. I mean, look, yeah, Mike's matter. a friend. He's the coach at Georgia, and I, I like Mike. And he'll be fine as the quarterback. Just, just hand the ball off. <laughs> um, make sure, especially with all of our new Auburn fans in here, make sure you hit the like button, please. It helps my man Neil out, and it'll help him grow hair follicles um, that he'll need this weekend. And also the subscribe button. And I want to explain this. It doesn't, even though it says subscribe, it doesn't cost a dollar. It's free. Okay. Kind of like the same thing I'll charge Keith for being the head coach at Ole Miss. It's free. You don't, it doesn't cost anything. All right. So hit that subscribe button if you don't mind and hit the like button. 
uh, because that will help us out tremendously. And you, know, what, you actually would benefit from it because if you became the head coach at Ole Miss, you would immediately become a Quick U client. How about that? I bet I know a guy at Quick U that can hook him up pretty quickly. Yeah. What if we just move Quick U headquarters back across the street? You could do it. It'd be fun. Yeah. So, all right, is it the time we've all been waiting for? Yes, I'm just going to put a graphic up here. So, we're going to take calls. I'm going to put the number up in a second. The number, I'll, I'll read it to you now, 662-259-8563. I'll put it in a thread, 662 what? 259-8563. And I'll build a little thing here. I'm just going to put the number on it. Not even going to make it fancy. Not even going to make it fancy. Just going to keep it simple. If anybody wants to call, now's the time. You can call. You say hello. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. What else could we talk about? So put it right over your face. No, I'm kidding. I'll put it right there. I'm going to move this up a little. Move that there. Does it automatically answer? No. Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys. It's Vibin. Vibin, what's up, Vibin, my man? what it is. Uh, Tyler, huge fan of a show, man, but I got to get the elephant of the ro- in the room out of the way. It's, it's, you didn't do it last week, so we're good, but did you just grow up not liking the Saints or something? Yeah, I grew up a fan. Or were we just that I, terrible? Well, it's a combination. Actually, I don't dislike the Saints as a fan. Um, I, I coached DeMario Davis at Arkansas State. Um, I coached Alvin Kamara. I know those guys. I know some guys on the team. They're just that bad this year and I like betting against them because they really suck on offense. Yeah, we're anemic. It's a, it's it's pretty depressing to watch. I man, they are banged up too. This may be the most injury riddled I've seen a Saints team in a very long time. I mean, if you told me Jameis was gonna have three fractures in his back, Michael Thomas was not gonna play at all basically again, and Marshawn Lattimore was gonna be out for like, I don't know, I think he's gonna be out for three, four more weeks. It's just brutal. Yeah, but, uh, <clears throat> Neil, Saints Neil, lost me. Uh, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How, uh, how busy you been this week? <laughs> oh, um, I've been pretty busy. Um, but, you know, I don't... There's a part of me that, that is deranged and likes the coaching search, and so um, I'll, 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 I'm, as, as the week started, I was like, oh, my God, and then as the week's kind of gone on, I've kind of gotten my, my uh, adrenaline going, so I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I would have liked for it to have happened any other week, but, but it's, it's okay. You, can't, you, don't, you don't pick and choose, and my kids grew up in this house, and they understand that sometimes, sometimes dad just has his phone glued to his ear. Yeah, I get that. Um, I was going to ask y'all, but y'all already answered. I was hoping they could rally tomorrow night, but I fully expect them to lose tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm talking I, about Ole Miss. Yeah, I, look, man, it's distractions are real. Um, you know, the the one saving grace as an Ole Miss fan that you will have is that it's the Egg Bowl. If this was another game, if this was in Missouri, you'd be screwed. But. Um, that's the saving grace you got, and you know you got enough kids on the roster that want to. I mean, want to win the game. It's important. If you go to school here for one minute, if you've lived here, worked here for one minute, you know I tell people all the time. I had no idea how bad the Egg Bowl was until I I came to work here. Um, it's definitely in my life the most heated, and I grew up in the Auburn Alabama rivalry. Um, it's m- the most personal rivalry um, I've ever been a part of. So the kids know, um, but at the end of the day, there's going to be some distractions and. Um, you know, Mississippi State's a good team. I know we, we, you know, you don't want to pull for them and all that stuff, but they are a good football team. If uh, if they win the game, does Keith and Lane have any interaction after the game, or is it pardon my French? Thank you, fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> you um, want to take that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have any like. There's not like a trophy presentation or something that they both have to go to. You know, the kids just go grab whoever wins. They just go grab the trophy and start running around with it. Um, Keith usually comes to press conferences post game. Um, I would anticipate that you know he sits back in the back. He's not like part of the press conference. Um, I would anticipate that he would do that again. Um, I will be literally stunned if the questions that are asked at the press conference aren't. Uh, posed in such a way that we all that, that there's no ambiguity at the at the end of it. Um, you know, I would think it will be awkward. Yeah, even it's awkward if they lose. Oh, I think it's, it's gonna be super uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awkward oh, if God. they lose. It's awkward if they win. Um, you know, I I shouldn't say that. Like I was joking, a little kind of joking. I mean, look, I, I I think obviously, given what's happened over the last few weeks, that I'm, I'm going. I don't know this, so this is a guess. It's a guess. I'm going to guess that relationship is strained. I don't. I don't know it. So before anybody tells me, tells people that Neil said, no, I didn't. But if you made me guess, I'd guess that the relationship is strained, given what's happened here in the last few weeks. And um, you know, I, I, I think I, I, one way or the other, it's going to get awkward this weekend. I mean, in a scenario, even all seriousness, in a scenario where Lane changed his mind and elected to st- and wanted to stay, they got to have a conversation now, right? I mean, you can't just go, oh, okay, cool. Here's your nine million. I, I don't, I don't think 
I don't think it'd be that simple. I think I think damage has been done in the last week to make it where that would be even that that probably would be more awkward than hey, I'm out. You think? <laughs> I wouldn't say it. I don't think it's to the point of being irreversible, but if it's not, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, it'd be, it's close, man. I mean, this I, this feels like the Bianco thing on freaking steroids. Well, it's, but here's where it's different. Here's where it's different. Here's where it's different. Mike coached at Ole Miss for 20 years. LSU was Mike's alma mater. Mike was in, everybody knew Mike was running out of time. Mike and Cammy both went to LSU. He has a son at LSU. They met at LSU. It's a special place to them. It wasn't just any job. It was a it's a special place to them. I mean, to Mike's borderline dream job. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't borderline. It was his dream job. Um, you know, and 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 the people that were pushing for Mike to take the LSU job in Baton Rouge were people who were very special to him, people that mattered to him, people that he loves, that he cares for. Totally different deal. Totally different deal. If Mike had taken the LSU job in an alternate in an alternate world, yeah, for the most part, the deal at Ole Miss would have been the next year that LSU came here, Mike Bianco would have gotten a 20-minute standing ovation. They would have had a ceremony pregame to honor Mike Bianco. There would have been absolutely zero ill will if Mike had gotten the LSU job and left. None. Zero. Totally different deal. And, and and this is important, Mike was straight up about it. Keith knew Mike was interviewing. They were probably a little worried about it, but I think Keith knew at the time Mike was getting the wanted the job. I think Keith wanted Mike to get the job at that moment because they were probably going to bring in somebody different. Totally different deal. This deal's different. This is leaving after three years, going to a place that really should have no special meaning to him. It's not like he's going to leave. Well, I'm, I'm being truthful. I'm going to be a terrible fit as well. I mean, that too. But And then, he, you know, he didn't do it in the way that Mike was going to do it. And he didn't have the capital here, although he had tons of it, my God. But he didn't have the built-up, generational capital that, that Bianco did. So, no, this is, I mean, look, assuming, I mean, even if, even, even in a world where he tried to stay, I can't remember the last time that I've seen somebody burn through this much capital in like two weeks. I hey, mean, he blew it up with dynamite, basically. Hey, can, can, I, can I quote the great philosopher, Kenneth Crane? Yeah. I would like to quote the great, the great 21st century and probably 20th century philosopher, Kenneth Crane. The Ole Miss equipment manager. It's one thing to piss off the people that like the white pants. Yeah. It's a whole nother scenario to piss off the people that like the gray pants. It's true. <laughs> and, and, hey, when you, when, when you piss off all the pants people, it's rough. It's, yeah, it's and he managed rough. to do that. Ken Crane, the greatest insane. philosopher of our of our lifetime. So I mean, I I, I think he could salvage. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he could. Salvage. I don't think it's salvageable. I don't. I don't either. think I, it's salvageable I, I, at I all. I, I, he he would have. It'd be it'd be a rough off season. Yeah, it'd be. It, yeah, I just don't think there's any way you come back from that. But uh, a vibe. I think a couple, he's gonna do a really good job. Couple of questions for you, no. uh, since you're asking us questions. Uh, people in the thread want to know how, oh, how everything's going with the Cougar. 
Yeah, catch me um, up on this. I caught I mean, it. I caught vibing. I caught this one night at uh, on on Henry's guys. I caught this Cougar story late, but uh, I would like to. I'd like to be updated because I'm not familiar with any updates. Uh, I mean, I did the damn thing. I, I mean, we've gotten dinner and we went and got brunch Sunday, which was pretty awesome. Um, she drives a Mercedes. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, what's her profession? It's probably the most. What's her profession? Uh-huh. What's her profession? She's a lawyer. Oh. She's a lawyer. Yeah. It's basically the most magnificent relationship I've ever been in. You know. Hey, look. But I, I don't I, even I don't, think it's a relationship, so. I just want to say, you know, for relationship advice, I mean, I, I think I'd put a ring on it. Just saying, you Even know, you don't know anything. I know she's a lawyer. She drives a Mercedes. He likes her. What are we doing? Okay, let's go, vibing. What are we waiting on? I mean, I don't know, man. I'm 27, but I got way more gray hairs than I like, so maybe I'm older than I think. Let's ride. How old is the Cougar? <laughs> 42. 42. <laughs> I mean, shit, she's younger than me. <laughs> Makes you but old, she's 15 it? years older than me, Apro- so that's absolutely, absolutely nothing. Hey, do you know Vibin sounds a hell of a lot like Weldon? He, he does. He Dude. really does. Yeah, you you and Weldon have the exact same voice, by the way. Like I, I was kind of odd. I was I mean, actually I see him post every now and then. I don't think I've ever heard him talk before. Yeah, yeah, you sound just like him. So, all right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call in at a. Into the post game show tomorrow night. Please I'm do. probably going to be heavily inebriated, but uh, I've got some other things I want to say too. But I just want to make sure I say it when it's confirmed he's leaving, like 100. percent More so than now. Just be nice to my guy. But, uh, my guy Chase. I think my guy Chase is a little nervous about tomorrow night. He's he's a little little little, little antsy <laughs> about that show. And you know what? I if it were me, we, were, know, we reverse roles. I would be in here going, "All right, I'm just pouring something." Yeah, talk. Let's go. I, I may have to shoot Chase a little DM to be like, "Hey, you cool if I say this?" Yeah, no, you'll be good. Over the air, he'll be good. He's a little more, a uh, little more guarded than I am. I wouldn't do that. I would just let it go, let it rip. All right, All right. Well, I appreciate hey, you, Bobby. Man, have a hey, happy Thanksgiving show. to you, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right, phone number is up, 662-259-8563. Take a couple more. It's a good call. Put a ring on it, huh? Dude, man, what is he waiting on? I mean, there's probably stuff that you have to sort through when there's a 15-year age gap. I I mean, I guess. Get to sorting. I mean, (laughs) let's see. (laughs) There's another age gap that immediately comes to mind. Um, What? I didn't say anything. I'm older than my wife. Okay. Okay. That's what I was meaning. Okay. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with dating a younger woman. No. No. I'm, I'm married. I married a younger woman. My wife's younger than me. Yeah. See? There you go. I don't, I didn't say anything. Why is your mind? Dude, I'm just you I'm just, just here today. You're just trying to cause trouble today, and I'm I'm just trying. I'm to, not trying to cause trouble. You clearly are. I'm just eating my popcorn, watching watching what's going down. What uh, it's Wednesday noon. Hey, who do we have? 
Where's Grind? Grind, what is up? <laughs> My man. Oh, man. So, man, I don't even know what's going on, man. So, so I'm guessing, it's, is it happening? Is it? What you talking about? What are you talking what about? Are you, what, you, what you talking about, Willis? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you wait, what is what <laughs> happening? Man, every, every, okay, look, I'm, well, first I, I start this. In hindsight, was the offer that Keith gave Delane a counter offer? Um, oh, I hadn't really thought about it like that. I don't think Not to so. My I don't think so. I think, here's what I really believe. I think that Ole Miss did not believe that Auburn was really going to go that far with Lane. And I think mm-hmm. they thought that the Auburn stuff was kind of being floated as a negotiating tactic to get more money. And I think when they discovered that, oh, no, it's real, I think they tried to do two things. One, at that point, you take your best shot. Um. And then two, and I think this was an equal part of it, I think it was to begin to flip the narrative from you guys didn't do enough to keep the coach to, oh, he wanted to leave anyway. And from a PR standpoint, it worked. It was a bad, 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 bad Thursday to start. And by the end of that Thursday, people were like, okay, well, you did everything that he's asked for. If he doesn't stay now, he didn't want to stay. And so, like, I mean, I can just tell you, and something I'm going to write, assuming he leaves, is did Ole Miss underestimate it? Yeah. Did it matter? No. Yeah, my understanding of it, Grind, and shockingly, I haven't bothered Neil because of he's been busy. uh, But my understanding, and I'm assuming, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Neil, with what you're hearing, but um, I'm done messing with it. But everything I've heard in the last 48 hours is – if Lane Kiffin is not the head coach at Auburn, um, it's it's Auburn's deal. It's not Lane's deal. Auburn would be the one that backed out, not Lane backing out on Auburn. I think I agree. Okay. I've heard that, um, but that's just what it is. That's all I've heard. I'm not saying the fact. I'm not tweeting anything. I'm just telling you what – I'm just sharing the information that I have been told. Okay. I have one more – I have two more questions, and I'll get the last one off the air. You like you worked with Lane Kiffin, right? Right, Coach Siski. You I know, did. Siski, you I worked did. with him, right? I did. So what? What does he see? I mean, I'm an Auburn fan, and I see what you know what he has at Ole Miss right now. What prompted you know the move? And just I mean, to, like just from the outside looking in, to be honest, like I've been saying in the chat, it kind of looks like he's. I'm not gonna say neglecting his duties as the Ole Miss head coach, but I mean, you could say that he's not fulfilling all of them at the moment. Yeah, it's that's hard to say. And, that's hard to say. I mean, that would be speculation, but you really don't know what he's doing. He could be in there watching film all day long for all you know. I just know from a player standpoint, they as much as you try to block out outside noise with social media and everything that's going on, it's impossible to block it out and, and it creates distractions. I've been on staffs like that, so I, I get it. I mean, we okay. I don't know how long have you been a South Alabama fan? You said right now? How long have you pulled for South Alabama? Uh, since I graduated last year. Okay. So. All right. Well, when I was coaching at South Alabama, the week, the week we uh, like the next the last game of the year, I believe, uh, there were rumors mm-hmm. floating on social media that Joey Jones was going to get fired. Okay. We went to Georgia Southern as twenty point favorites. 
it got in the building. We lost fifty five to nothing. It it it's a it's a real thing, and for people to say that it's not a real thing and all this, that's just that's that's not true. It's just it's not true. I've been there, so there, there are distractions. But uh, to answer your first question, though, look, and I, I talked about it a little bit the other day, whatever day we did the show, is look. I mean, to say this is not about money. We're we're kidding ourselves, right? I mean, it's about money, and it's not about it's about the years and the guarantees and how much that goes into it. I mean. And I get that we're, both sides are emotional, but if I can guarantee you that in worst-case scenario, you get fired and you got $36 million or you got $100 million, which one are you taking? Everybody in this chat and listening to us is going to take $100 million. It's not about Auburn versus Ole Miss. It's not about this job versus that job. It's about Benjamins. So it's strictly money. It's I would, strictly money. I think so. Well, in, that, in my opinion. Well, then that worries me as an Auburn fan. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, as an Auburn fan, that, that, that worries me. But they're all about just, you know, just, I'm with you, Grind, but they're all about money, brother. I mean, there's there's very few there's very few coaches that take jobs because but in uh I I won't tell you who told me this, but I bet you can deduct it. But there's a saying in coaching, when you go back and coach at your alma mater or somewhere that you're a fan of, there's an old saying in mm-hmm. coaching, just remember they will never love you as much as you love them. Does that make sense? Like, that's true. I mean, they will never love you as much as you love them, and that's a saying in coaching. So at that point in time, it comes down to the Benjamins. I got you. And the question I leave you guys with, uh, Neil. I, well, I guess it's mostly for Neil. What kind of candidate ca- characteristics will Keith be looking for? I mean, will he, you know, the way Lane has handled this situation, will it kind of shy him away from a guy like this? And uh, yes, I guess with the way with the way Lane has handled this situation, does Keith, because obviously, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm just talking from a, as an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Obviously, the, cur- the current coach at Ole Miss doesn't view Ole Miss as a destination job. And so is Keith going to be looking for a candidate that kind of more aligns with that or, um, you know, I guess, you know, more of the splash, and I'll get that off the air, and I appreciate the good show. Thanks, Grind. Right. Um, I don't think – not look – I haven't ever once talked about this with Keith. I have no clue. I would guess that he's not necessarily looking for someone who views Ole Miss as a destination job. There's no such thing anymore. But in light of what has happened really throughout the whole three years, but especially here in the last few weeks, I think you're going to see him look for somebody who's more um, program-oriented, who I, I think it's a legitimate knock on Kiffin. It's twofold. One, he's clearly very, very good at team building, okay? Building a team to take the field and win. He talks a lot about NFL pro style, you know, NFL free pro mindset. Pro mindset. However, I think at the college level, you have to have a mix of team building and program building. There has to be, you're putting your best foot forward, but behind the scenes, you're developing a lot. You're, you're, you're searching for culture and work ethic and, and buy-in and all of that. And this is just my opinion. No, nobody has told me this. But that's not easy to do anywhere. 
okay? It's not easy to do anywhere. Um, Nick Saban didn't do it right off the bat at Alabama. Six and six and lost to Monroe. But what he did do at Alabama in relatively short order was get everybody on the same page. Now, it's a different, it's a different program, obviously. It's Alabama. It's one, of the, it, it's one of the most storied programs in the history of the sport. But it did take time to build the culture the way that he wanted to build it. It, 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 it was not completely there in year three. And it, it came, he built teams, but he built programs, and, and he got guys to buy in. And I think what happened is that Lane saw that it's hard to do that here. And I think he views Auburn as an easier place to do it. Whether that's true or not, we're going to find out. But I think he viewed it that way, and I think it led to him making that decision. I think it was about money, obviously. Um, But I I think it goes a little deeper than that. But I think it's mostly about money. The long long money. The long money, the guaranteed money. and I don't begrudge him that. I get it. When I don't begrudge him anything, frankly. I mean, I you do what you want to do. I've always said that. You, you, it's your career, and they'll fire you if you start losing. So do what you got to do, and and get your money. But it's a weird fit. Um, I, I've covered Auburn. I've covered Lane. I'll just simply say what I said this morning. Something has to give. Oh, Brennan's girlfriends. Sorry about that. The numbers. I don't understand that. Um, something's got to give, one way or the other. Like either Lane's got to chill and do more of the team stuff, you know, the program stuff, the uh, booster stuff, or Auburn's got to be like, okay, you know what? Here's your autonomy. Run your program. We're gonna leave you alone. I agree. Something's got to happen, one or the other, because if if both sides are like, well, we're not changing. And he says, well, I'm not changing. This is going to get friction fast. Once the contract is signed, the people that want to have say-so don't have say-so. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And I just think it's going to – Lane's going to win that one. Yeah. Lane's, and I don't think Lane's going to change much. I, I, you don't think? I mean, I, I'd bet a ton of money. I guarantee on anything – that's in my yeah, soul he's not changing so it, it, this is going to be up to auburn how how much are you willing to leave him alone and let him do his thing and then it'll be like look if he goes 10 and 2 and you're 2 at auburn they'll, 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 they'll probably leave him alone let him do his thing what if he doesn't what if he goes 8 and 4 what if he goes 7 and 5 all of a sudden people are like well this isn't what we this isn't this isn't what we, and then then it gets weird so is there a chance it works? Sure. People have won at Auburn. Lane wins. Is there a chance it doesn't work? There is. And and it not working is going to be – Do you know why we study history, Neil? Because it repeats itself. Every coach that's been there, minus Harson, he was only there a year and a half, but it's always worked, minus Harson, until it didn't. And you can even say it worked for Harson because didn't he? And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he like start off like six and zero, six and one, or whatever it was? He that started was off a good start. Good start, yeah. It always works there for somebody until it doesn't. Right. It worked for Gus until it didn't. And Gus had a pretty good run. It good run, but it worked until it didn't. Until it didn't, yeah. It no, that's worked. A good point. It worked for Chiswick until it didn't. 
Well, it worked for Chiswick until Cam left. Yeah, it worked for Tuberville. And Tuberville? Until it didn't. Yeah, yeah. It worked for uh, Tommy uh, Terry Bowden until it didn't. It worked for Pat Dye until it didn't. I mean, we're going back to when I'm born. So, I mean, it's always worked for them until it didn't. And what I've discovered with Auburn is when they want somebody gone, they'll take the gloves off. And whoa, if the gloves come off. Yeah. It's all that's people gonna think and you can think what you want to think. Not you, Ryan, just people in general. Oh, you're you're an old miss guy, whatever. Okay. Well, I've been accused of being an Auburn guy again today, so I'm not a fan of anyone. I just want to stress that. But if I, I do care about I would like for them to succeed. Sure. I would also like Ole Miss to succeed. I know people don't know that, but I pull for the places I've been. I mean, yeah. I still live here. Sure. Right? Pull for Arkansas State. I pull for South. Pull for Troy. I mean, I got teams I pull for. Got a lot of quick U clients. I pull for them. I want people to do well. Um, I got coaches that are at, that are buddies of mine that are at places. I want them to do well, but it is what it is. Jeremy, um, as we start to wind down, Jeremy wants to know um, your thoughts on Deion Sanders as an SEC coach. Um, do we know enough to even give an opinion, really? I don't. I don't um, either. I, I think he would um, – I mean, I think there's going to be some positives. Um, I think there's going to be some negatives. I think he's got some legs at South Florida. I think he has some legs at Colorado. Um, I would probably like him to – this is if I was hiring. Okay, I have nothing against him. Sure, sure. Um, if I was hiring, if I was the AD, um, especially particularly in this job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're there yet. You'd would, love to have you'd love to have two or three years of success at South Florida. I want him. See, I want to see him yeah. succeed when he has to go recruit. Everything's equal. Right. 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 Okay. Right. When everything's equal, I want to go see that. I want to. He has see, the most resources in the swag. Yeah. And, got, and and some of that is his doing, and he would and he, he would have resources at other places. Sure. But sure. So are other people. But I know what you're saying. Right. And I, I think it's one thing to go get one player. Right. Okay, he went to go get – he got one player that people wanted. I think that's – and it, it is an accomplishment. Awesome. Oh, movie. sure. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. But too. one player is not going to get it done. To right, someone. right. No, you you got to go get 30, 40 guys. Yeah. And in some situations, in Auburn particularly, there's going to be 45 guys you got to go get. Yeah. Like, and now go get those guys. Go get go get 25 guys that Nick Saban wants and things like that. And now we're having a different conversation. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I'm not saying we're not going to get there. I just don't think we're there yet. I think I agree. So, um, we're also brought to you by uh, our friends at Walk Ons. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day. Walk On Sports Bistro does with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine like po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70 plus TVs, 40 plus ice cold beers on tap. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. <laughs> Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, this is Austin. Hey, what's up? First off, guys, love the show. Uh, I, and by the way, Neil, Chase, with you guys, I think Luke Fickle, if, if everything goes the way we think it's going, if I'm Keith Carter, that's the first phone call I make. Well, maybe after Deion Sanders. This is fine. Um, but my, I, my question is this. Um, because of the American, and maybe this is a question for both of you because I think you guys can both weigh in on this. Uh, realistically, 
I don't know the schedule as far as when their American uh, title game is. If they beat Tulane this week, if De- they don't beat December Tulane, it obviously makes it easier. December the third. December the third is the title game. December third. Okay, so obviously you're not going to have contact with him if they make that, or you're, or not 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 like you'd like. My question is this: uh, If you're Keith Carter, uh, do you wait on that? Or because, or do you even have time to wait on that? Because, like you guys say, the portal day is a real day. Yes, and you want, and you obviously want to get your guys. So, what do y'all think? So, you would know before that date if there was legitimate interest. If there was legitimate interest in you, and that was reciprocated, you would wait until that game. If, if that's your guy, that's who you want. You will know before that date through agents and things like that if he is interested in talking. If he is interested in talking, I wait. If he's my number one candidate. If he's not my number one candidate, I don't wait. And you got to know that he's interested in really, really talking. Yeah. Like, like really exploring. Kind of like Lane was really interested in talking to Auburn. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to you, really you know. You got to feel really good about it. You got to really know. And they will. I mean, they're not going to. The thing about the agents is I know they play puppet masters all over the place, but the guy who is his agent is also Lane's agent. Okay. Yeah. So he's not going to screw up a relationship with an athletic director over, hey, look, I mean, they know how to work together. If right. he's interested, I wait. If he's not, then I move on. Appreciate appreciate the call, guys. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving too. to Happy you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. All right, we can take one more if you guys want to call. We'll get one more here before uh, Tyler heads off to Chattanooga and I head off to the doctor for a little while with, with uh, one of mine. Yeah, they, uh, what's she got, a uh, rotator cuff or labrum or something? Yeah, I've heard the term, but I don't know what it is. It's not rotator cuff or labrum, but it it just hurts. I had that surgery. Rotator cuff? Sucks. One of the worst, well, I had, how about this, I had nine anchors put in and three tears in my rotator cuff repaired at the exact same time. Ooh. That was no fun bueno on the recovery. Well, and that's what I'm trying to explain to her is you, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Dude, let me tell you something. You, I'll, don't, don't do surgery if you don't have to. It's All right, it's last one. Hey, you, your last one. Who's this? Hey, this is Lando. Hey, what's up, Lando? So, just a quick question. Knowing how how public of a figure that Lane Kiffin is, and how perception, uh, how he dictates a lot of perception in with culture. Uh, the state of Ole Miss, obviously leaving probably what most people would consider the fifth best program in the FC West for the fourth best program. What does that really look like as far as people's perceptions of where the current Ole Miss program sits and its capability of moving? Of moving what? Say the, say the last part again. And, and how they could move up in oh. the pecking work from here. Well, Grind made a pretty good point on this in the chat a few weeks ago when I when I first said this. the 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 question is not the question at Ole Miss is not are you can you ever get higher than fifth because the answer is probably not. The question is can you close the gap between fifth and third or fifth and second to the point that it really doesn't matter. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's not to me. It's not even about like once you get, in my opinion, in the West. Okay, and we're talking about Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. I don't know. I could be dead wrong, and especially this last week with uh, the um, 
Grove Collective growing as much as it did, and that was an awesome job by the fans, awesome job by all those people um, getting the corporate sponsorships and all that. But it's not about trying to get to fourth or your fifth. To me, it's fourth through whatever is in the same category. So it's the taking those, the remaining four, five, six, and seven, so the remaining four teams, and how much can you close the gap? Maybe right. two – you're not getting to Texas A&M, so let's stop doing that. Yeah. You're probably not getting to Alabama right now. Right. Depending on what happens when Nick leaves, and you're not, you're not getting LSU, and you're not getting LSU. No, no. But can you close the gap? I would say probably. I don't know. Maybe Alabama may be third in that, right? Yeah. Okay. Am I wrong on that? No. Okay. So it's more. Like, can you close the gap? I honestly believe if you asked a hundred coaches today, it's gonna yeah. be. It's, it's gonna sound like a hot take. That's okay. If you asked a hundred coaches today, say you get to take over the program where it is today, and the rules are what they are today. You can either be the coach at Alabama or you can be the coach at LSU. I think it would be in the 60s that would say LSU. Yeah, I would probably take the job at Texas A&M before I took LSU. But yeah, I was just saying LSU. Yeah, LSU, Alabama. Alabama's not even close. I'm taking LSU. Um, I don't want to follow Nick Saban, to be honest with you. I don't care. I was, gonna even, I even, I was just going to say, even, even throw that out. Yeah. Just resources. Yeah. I'm not following him. I don't care if they had Texas A&M resources. But the, you know, here's the funny thing about A&M, and, I, and, and I, I don't mean to interrupt your call, so I'll stop in a second. Here's the funny thing about A&M is even though they've never done it, no matter what, they've never gotten it done, I still think if you put 100 coaches and said, oh, we're going to show you the books and everything, like 80 of them would pick A&M over Alabama and LSU. Probably 100. Because <laughs> there's so much money. Dude, dude, it's crazy. Now, interesting fact with this Texas A&M deal, right? is I've heard this. I had a phone call with one of our clients' staffs this morning. And you know what the topic of conversation was? It wasn't recruiting and all this stuff. The, the topic of conversation was is how NIL is affecting locker room. Because the place I was talking, yep. one of my clients is very good in NIL um, and how much the chemistry and it's so much harder to get the players up than it used to be. And we had this discussion. I'm not going to out them or anything like that. But we had this discussion. This coach, they're in this league, okay? And we had this conversation. I don't mind uh, having it. I'm, I'm imagining that the NCAA is not listening to our call right now. In my, in my history, in 20 years of coaching, if a player, if a kid, okay, if the kid had their hand out, if the kid was asking for money in the black market back in the old days, I never, me personally, I never had a player that was asking for money that ever turned out to be a good player somewhere else, okay? Now, I've had plenty of players that maybe the street agent or the parents or somebody was asking for a little something-something. Now, they turned out to be great. But the player, if a player ever asked for money, that kid never turned out to be a good player. Now, flash forward what we're doing NIL-wise. Who's got their hand out? Everybody. The kids. Yeah. And so getting them motivated and getting them going because they're still kids. We can call it what we want to call sure. it. They're 18-year-old kids that are making gazillions of dollars. And it's very difficult, and a lot of schools are having a very difficult time getting those players up and ready to play and come to practice and do the things necessary to succeed. That's a major problem and concern with college coaches right now. Interesting. Yeah. So – but, yeah, I think to answer your question, I, I think it's more about closing the gap to those top three than it is competing to see who's fourth. And Ole Miss, to their credit now, I'm going, and I will say this, to Keith Carter's credit, to the whole university's credit, to the president, to everybody else, I have been 
very impressed personally, okay, mm-hmm. very impressed with the amount of resources that they're dumping into that program. Because I don't think you really know the full potential of the program until you, you, you don't know. And I could be wrong here. I could end up eating these words. I'll say it ahead of time. I won't be surprised if, if this goes down the way I think it's going to go down. Um, I won't be surprised if this ends up being a, a, a steroid of a motivator. It would be like, all, I mean, I, th- I would think. To be right. like, okay, you know what? We got started on this. We're going to do even more. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just very, I mean, you just don't know. And everybody's like, well, you know, you hear the old Ole Miss is going to do the Ole Miss thing, all that stuff. Well, a little bit different. A little different resources now. Yeah. And. And I know, I know. But you know, the only the only one to prove that people keep going. How do you change that perception? There's only one way: money. Do it. Do it. Money. Put it in there. Yeah, that's it. And you won't know. You're either in. You you will never know your capability until you put the resources in. If you go back and look at the people who have become the programs. Yeah. Okay. Like when 20 years ago, who who was who was the best program that's gone dormant? Nebraska. Do you know why they went dormant? Well, they, 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 they stopped doing what they were doing, yeah. you know, and stopped providing resources. Yeah. Look what Clemson has done in the last 15, 10 to 15 years. Oregon. Oregon. Look mm-hmm. what they've done in the last 10 to 15 years. You never know your ceiling until you dump resources in it. And, look, this place recruits itself. It really does. It's a good place. Okay? It's easy to recruit to when you have the right resources behind it to do it. I've heard, allegedly. Anything else, Carl? Yeah, uh, one more thing. We've seen something out of Lane that he seems to have been a pretty good uh, at creating a team for like a single season. What we don't see is a lot of depth from a program-building aspect. So if you are kind of looking at some coaches that have been in the NIL era that's about the same time uh, amount of time as Lane, what is kind of an example you're looking to of that guy is a program builder? He's been in about the same length of time as Lane, and we can see a difference in how he's constructed his team versus Lane. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You may do that one. Yeah, go for it. You would know better than me. Yeah. So, if you look there, there is definitely been a line drawn in the sand, um, and I've seen it with my clients as well. There's a line drawn in the sand. You got some coaches that think that the way to do this thing is to build it through recruiting high school kids and supplementing with transfer portal guys. You also have another another avenue of guys that say the only way to do it is through the transfer portal. If you choose the latter, if you choose to do it through the transfer portal, if that's what you want to do, you better hit. And you better be a phenomenal evaluator. Okay? Because here's the truth. There's a reason that you're in the portal. And here's the other thing on the portal. Okay? This isn't pointed at any particular coach. Just in general. The portal's still a new thing. And when you get the reputation for lying to kids in the portal, it's over. Because the kids might not be talking publicly. Parents are. Yeah. You Handlers are. People are. And when other kids are thinking about, everybody can hop in people's DMs, right? Instagram, Twitter. When a kid's thinking about going to school X as a transfer, he's going to ask a little bit to other dudes who transferred into school X, hey, what, what happened? You, you tell me about it, and kids don't lie to each other. Yeah, no. they they're not going to do the oh yeah 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 no a kid who got lied to is going to go let me tell you dude let me tell you because yeah. he's disgruntled he's pissed 
Disgruntled people talk. Yep. So you got to be careful with that. And there are there are some people out there that, that is going to burn here as the, we go into year, really year two of the full portal. You're going to see some people struggle in the portal that didn't struggle before, and it's going to be because they're having to fight perception battles. They're having to fight um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anecdotes. Yep. But you got to, like, there's just two different, I mean, I'm talking about re- really good programs. There's two different philosophies. I mean, you look at Clemson. I don't think Clemson took a single portal kid. Not one. And then you got some some guys that take a bunch. And yeah. You got, but to me, the consensus around, in my business, the consensus seems to be with my clients is recruiting high school kids, and especially the 25 is no longer a problem, and then supplementing those with your deficiencies with portal kids. Um, but, you know, and, and somebody brings up a great point in the, in the uh, chat. Yeah, you if you if you hit on a high school kid, you're gonna have to do things, aka Quinshawn Junkins. You're gonna have to do things to keep them around and and keep. If you hit, that's just the price of hitting. Um, and so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you go to the portal and you miss, he's yours, and you just got a, a sitting. De- even if you make him quit, yeah, the sucks. old old days of processing the kids and making them quit. You know what? He'll quit. He'll be at the library drinking beer, but he still counts as one of your eighty five. Yeah. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Again, our thanks, as always, uh, to you guys. Our thanks to our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We will be back on uh, Monday with God only knows. (laughs) Hey, what are we going to talk about Monday, Neil? Uh, Troy and Arkansas State. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, uh, the plan will be Monday at 2 o'clock. Obviously, we're going into a stretch where uh, things could change from a scheduling standpoint because things... Be fluid, guys. Be fluid. So, yes. Uh, fluid. Fluid. Uh, we'll have that. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, please be safe if you're driving. I know lots of people are. Tyler's about to drive. Be safe out there. Um, be cool on the roads. Give each other some space. Pay attention. Don't text and drive. Don't refresh rebelgrove.com and drive. Don't hit my mailbox, my brand new mailbox while I'm gone. Don't hit Tyler's mailbox. Do be careful. Enjoy your family. Happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you again next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.